0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there,
1: I'm Graham VK4BB. This is the June 14, 2020 edition of VK National News, broadcast on VK1WIA. And in the news, WIA immediate past president Justin VK7 Tango Whiskey WIA Director and Vice President Aidan VK4APM, WIA Director Phil VK2CPR and a special guest RSGB Director Philip Willis M0PHI. This and more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. Radio Amateur in Queen's Birthday Honours List, Tony Hutchison. VK5ZAI was awarded Member of the Order of Australia, the AM, in the Queen's Birthday Honours List, released June 8. Tony is most especially known for his 50-plus years
0: of service as one of the 10 telebridge stations used by ARS or amateur radio on the International Space Station, of which he is a founding member. In addition to his years of service as the National ARS Coordinator, He is also an operator and member of the AMSAT-VK Australia's Radio Amateur Satellite Corporation. Last year at the age of 80, Tony announced that he would be taking a break from his work with ARIS. The break and the honour are well deserved. Congratulations to Tony from all of us. I'm Robert Broomhead, VK3DN.
1: The ABC of rest. WIA Immediate Past President Justin VK7 Tango Whiskey was invited recently to talk about what Reist has been up to during the lockdown with local ABC radio in Hobart. Listeners learnt what the Radio and Electronics Association of Southern Tasmania has been up to in lockdown – working from the shack, online interviews and shack tours.
2: Reist, that's the Radio and Electronics Association of Southern TAS, have closed their club rooms over the last few months, as has everyone really. But being tech geeks, they've found ways to continue their meetings. Now, some of it is via the internet, of course, but they've also got, if I'm reading the technical specifications correctly, their own TV channel that they've built. And if you're close enough to the Queen's domain in Hobart when they're meeting, you can probably pick it up on your TV or your set-top box. Justin Giles Clark is president of Rees. Good day there, Justin. How are you doing? Hello, Joel. Uh, h- how do these club meetings run now?
3: Well, they uh, they they run on uh, online, as you said. Um, you can pick it up if you're uh, if you can see the Queen's Domain via normal television. Um, it's a slightly different frequency to uh, all the other television stations, but uh, you can certainly pick it up. Um, and we also stream it to YouTube. So if you can't see the Queen's Domain or you, you've got internet access, you can actually also watch it via our, our YouTube streaming channel. So uh, there's a couple of ways you can uh, you can get to it each, uh, each Wednesday night. So, and, w- and we have been um, also uh, broadcasting our, our normal meetings. The first Wednesday of the month is our, our meeting where all our members usually would gather up on the Domain. Uh, and that's actually done via Zoom. So uh, that's our uh, uh, that's use of uh, Zoom to actually put our uh, our meetings out to our members. So uh, and we have um, you know twenty or thirty members on on Zoom that uh, would normally be up on the up on the Queen's Domain, uh, sitting on their nice warm shirts. I have a feeling this might progress uh, and and, and be a a regular occurrence, but uh, anyway, that's what
1: happened. Justin told me through the week that they've already had some contact from people interested in watching on a Wednesday night.
4: Hi, this is Phil, VK2 CPR. Recently I sent out a WIA membership card to a randomised test population of 200 members. I analysed the results and reported back to the 200 recipients. The purpose of the cross sectional pilot was to determine if bulk email was a feasible conduit for card distribution. A randomised cross sectional pilot test is essentially a knowledge acquisition instrument or a knowledge gathering instrument used in academia, but it has its use, uses in the, the real world as well. Knowledge acquisition is my specialist area, so I can adapt the methodology to fit various scenarios. I found out that about of emails bounced, which means that 30% were delivered, and of that 30%, a small amount was correctly delivered as intended. Also, I determined with bulk email, ISPs may interpret the email output as spam. In this case, ISP filters rejected 0.1% for whatever reason. A closed email mail-out may bring the numbers up a, a bit, but the fact is that email is a construct of the internet Which is basically a fluid medium, Uh, and and people have to sign up for an email address in the first instance, which seems to be one of the major stumbling blocks. Members made many valuable contributions, which will shape how I and future committees uh, may tackle this challenge. Some members were even ex ISPs, and their input was invaluable. And thanks to thanks to all the people who provided their experience with email mailouts in other organisations, uh, such as aeronautical and canoe clubs, and just about every other organisation in between, the amateur community is a wealth of knowledge. It's a wealth of untapped knowledge, I think. Uh, all of the suggestions and experience add to what we like to call the body of knowledge, which will shape the future procedures. And thanks to all who offered assistance. My task now is to explore terrestrial delivery systems, a task made easier now because the pilot provided valuable procedural insights on avenues of distribution. So please contact me if you've had experience with mixed-mode approaches, such as uh, email combined with terrestrial mail delivery, and what roles each played in your delivery system. And uh, oh, many thanks for your all your positive uh, feedback. Uh, if you were not in a 200... And uh, what a card, just email me and I'll send you one out. Uh, the email address is in the written script. So cheers for now. This is uh, Phil, VK2CPR and 73s. Howdy. It's Aiden VK4, APM
5: here with an update on the 60 metre poll. Thank you to all who have voted in this poll thus far. The feedback from the community has been fantastic. While 70% of those who have responded thus far are in favour of option 2, the real race appears to be related to what the minimum qualification should be to access this band. At this time, just over 50% of respondents support limiting this band to advanced licence holders only. Clearly not a resounding majority. In order to seek further clarity on this issue from you, our members, this poll has been extended to midnight, Monday the 15th of June. See you next week with a final tally. That's all from me, 73 vk 4 apm
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet, streaming
5: and text at wia.org.au. International News. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We begin this week with news from the UK. Showing They Care and marking National Volunteers Week, RSGB Board Director Philip Willis has thanked all RSGB volunteers for the great work they're doing to support the amateur radio community during these difficult times. He also highlighted some examples of the Get On The Air To Care activities volunteers are involved with.
6: I would like to thank all our RSGB volunteers for responding so positively in this time of lockdown. Through your efforts, individuals have stayed in touch and found new ways of meeting, whether on air, by platforms such as Zoom, or by participating in special radio events for Get On The Air To Care. Our regional team is helping radio amateurs and clubs up and down the country. Our contest community is running additional events Inspired by the opportunities of lockdown, our remote invigilators are ensuring exams continue, bringing new people to amateur radio in record numbers. Our representation team is responding to national consultations and protecting the spectrum for all radio amateurs. These are just some examples, but every volunteer, whatever activity they support, is giving excellent service to the amateur radio community. Amateur radio is an inspiring pastime run by our inspiring volunteers. Thank you.
5: As another part of its national Get On The Air To Care campaign, the RSGB has launched a new series of bi-weekly live webinars. The series is called Tonight at 8 and will start on Monday the 15th of June. The webinars will be live streamed each week, allowing you to watch the presentations and ask questions online. They will cover a range of topics, so whether you've just gained your foundation license or looking for something new to try or simply want to be up to date with the latest amateur radio ideas and technology, there will be something for everyone. To Brazil now. Brazil has first ham approved by online exam. This past Monday, Brazilian hams and fans got some superb news. The first ham radio candidate approved by remotely invigilated exams got their amateur radio operator certificate in C-class. National telecommunications regulators announced new guidelines to make this possible. The Brazilian Amateur Radio League has asked the regulator to open online exams because the agency has closed all other exams. News from the USA. The U.S. Postal Service has temporarily suspended international mail acceptance for items addressed to certain destinations due to service impacts related to the COVID-19 pandemic. This situation could result in the return or loss of mail such as QSL cards addressed to affected parts of the world. In this news posted Tuesday of this week, USPS has posted a list of affected countries, which is updated regularly. ARIS establishes itself as independent organisation. Going forward, the US arm of the amateur radio on the International Space Station International Working Group will be known as ARIS USA, an independent organisation. ARIS serves as an intermediary to arrange contacts between schools and organisations on Earth and ISS crew members. The move allows ARIS USA to work independently, soliciting grants and donations. ARIS USA will continue promoting amateur radio and science, technology, engineering, arts and math goals within schools and educational organisations. Aris USA lead Frank Bauer, Kilo Alpha 3 Hotel Delta Oscar, noted that the scope and reach of what Aris accomplishes has grown significantly since its modest start in 1996. For WIA National News,
7: in Sydney I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Ham hey, Radio Operational News, it's context Sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. SKN Winter Edition on tonight, Sunday 14th June, 80 metres on your dial ends the Memorial Contest July 4 and 5. The contest was first held in 1946 in its purpose, to commemorate those NZ radio hams who lost their lives during World War II. So this year, being 2020, it is worth remembering that this will be the 75th anniversary of the end of World War II in 1945. Plus, over recent weeks, all of us have been involved with another very big worldwide problem, which some feel has been like being in a sort of war. So why not commemorate and celebrate by spending some time in the air operating in an easy, fun contest with each other? The rules and the summary sheet files for this contest can be found within the text edition of this, Australia's National Ham Radio News Service. World Championship July 13-14 Trans-Tasman Liban Contest Next Contest 17 July VKNZL on 160, 80 and 40 metres using SSB, CW, Ritti or PSK R.D. or Remembrance Day Contest will be August 15-16. All major Australian Contest rules and results are on the Contest section of the WIA website. France, members of the Radio Club of the British Breakout from Normandy Museum will be QRVSTM80CDG until June twentieth, commemorating a speech made by Charles de Gaulle in June 18, 1940. Here is a clip.
6: In 1940,
0: from Pathé Studios, General de Gaulle made one of his calls to free Frenchmen, rallying the scattered elements of French resistance.
6: La défaite française a été causée par la force mécanique aérienne et terrestre de l'ennemi. L'action foudroyante de cette force mécanique a amené l'effondrement du moral du côté de leurs alliés. Et nous sommes à le faire.
7: TM80 CDG activities on HF using CW SSB NFT 8 QSL by F4 KKE.
8: Dame Melba, the floor and the microphone
6: is yours.
7: GB 100 MZX, Dame Nellie Malba, Centenary starts this weekend. June 13 to 20, using the special event call sign GB 100 MZX, celebrates the centenary of the broadcast by Dame Nelly Malba. This was the world's first advertised radio broadcast using the Chelmsford's factory transmitter call sign MZX, and it was listened to by thousands. Little did anyone guess that within two short years the BBC would be formed, and broadcasting would have such a huge cultural effect on the world. Peru OA Daniel OA nine dbk is a missionary who has QRV from the Amazon rainforest in Peru. Activities in his spare time is on one six meters QSL via LOTW. Canada special event station VX three X is QRV until the thirtieth of June to commemorate the Apollo thirteen space mission. Irish ham group issues worldwide challenge. A group of DX enthusiasts in Ireland has invited the world to take on. A special month-long challenge. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, tells us more. For amateur
0: radio operators, one of the biggest challenges of the summer is here. And it's not having to cope with lockdown or for once having activities restricted by the pandemic. The EIDX Group in Ireland is running a summer worldwide challenge that began on the 1st of June and will continue until the 30th of August. Radio operators are encouraged to work as many participating EIDXG members and as many of the 32 Irish counties, DXCC entities and CQ magazine zones as they can. Contacts can be on HF or VHF. Logs are due by the 6th of September and the winner, that is the person who accumulates the most points, will be announced in October. Details are on the group's Facebook page. I'm Jeremy Boot, G4.
7: For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, vk 4 fuq Q in Ingham.
1: The Q News workbench, the nuts and bolts report where we measure twice cut once. June 2020 Festival of Frequency Management. Hamsky.org is looking for amateur radio operators in the eastern hemisphere to help collect propagation data during the June 21 eclipse. Data collection requires an HF radio connected to a computer, tuned to a 10 megahertz beacon, in fact BPM, the time service station of the Chinese Academy of Sciences. Quite a lot of detail in this story, so I suggest you read this week's text edition of the news and maybe take part. Don't leave home without it. Credit card chip used to make crystal radio. Hackaday reporter Billy Chung decided to build a crystal radio using a rather unconventional detector, the smart chip in a common credit card. Now, this is possible because the smart chip on many credit cards contains a diode. It's then a simple matter of hooking up the right pads on the credit card to the rest of a crystal radio circuit. Of course, Billy goes the whole hog building the entire crystal radio on a single credit card. Now, if you use a gold card, do you pick up one of your favourite rave all these channels? From Australia,
0: this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet, streaming and text at
2: wia.org.au. Hello, I'm Bruce, VK3FFF from sunny Bendigo. Worldwide special interest group news, ballooning. Last week, we brought you breaking news of a balloon race. Well, Liam Kennedy, KN6EQU of Pasadena, has been declared the winner of a Mid-Altitude Cross-Continent Educational Challenge Balloon Race. His balloon was one of four launched on June 1st from the west coast with the goal of reaching the eastern time zone first. Coming in second was the balloon of Ted Tagami, KK6UUQ from ARIS partner magnitude.io. Worldwide special interest groups, females in radio. KG5FYJ assigned to upcoming ISS mission. NASA has assigned astronaut Kate Rubens KG-5FYJ to a six-month mission to the International Space Station as a flight engineer and member of the Expedition 63-64 crew. Kate is scheduled to launch October 14th from Kazakhstan. NASA selected Rubens as an astronaut in 2009. She was licensed as a technician class amateur in 2015 and she completed her first space flight in 2016, during which she conducted two spacewalks totaling almost 13 hours. During her stay on the space station, Kate became the first person to sequence DNA in space. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, Journey to the Moon, a cartoon movie has been made that tells the story of the student-built spacecraft Longjiang II Lunar Oscar 94, which went into lunar orbit and transmitted SSDV images back to Earth. Longjiang 2 LO-94, developed by students and researchers at the Harbin Institute of Technology, is the world's smallest spacecraft to enter lunar orbit independently, and was launched May 2018. Slow scan digital video was used to send back pictures of the moon, and WSJT-JT4G was used for messages. AO-73, now in full-time transponder mode. After some eight months in continuous sunlight, AO-73, FunCube 1, has started to see some eclipses during each orbit. The telemetry received has shown the spacecraft continued to function perfectly during this period and the onboard temperatures did not reach excessively high levels. After three weeks of increasing eclipse periods, the lithium battery appears to be okay and the bus voltage has not yet dropped below 8.1 volts. As a result, the operating mode has changed from high-power telemetry educational mode to continuous amateur mode with the transponder on. The telemetry continues to be available, albeit at low power. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. HAM in Utah summons rescuers to minivan in River. Sometimes HAM Radio is all about rescue, and that pretty much sums up the actions of one anonymous radio operator in Utah. Dave Parks, WB8ODF, has the details.
4: Thanks to a sharp-eyed amateur radio operator, a mother and four children were rescued from a minivan that had driven off the road near Logan, Utah, and into a river where it ended up lodged against some rocks. Utah Highway Patrol Sergeant Cade Brinchley told the local newspaper that a radio operator spotted the van shortly after the vehicle came to arrest against the rocks and he contacted city dispatchers. Brinchley said the vehicle had only four to five inches of water inside and the windshield was intact. He said quote, We were extremely lucky there. End quote. The five were treated at the scene by paramedics and taken for further examination to the regional hospital. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Dave Parks, WB8ODF. Also from Amateur Radio
2: Newsline, our own WIA editor, VK4BB, Graham, has a story of how Amateur Radio played a key role in two very different types of rescues following the vast destruction of the latest cyclone in India.
1: The West Bengal Radio Club was called in to assist when an endangered species of turtle displaced by the storm turned up in the home of a man in a North Kolkata neighbourhood on June 6. Club Secretary Mbarish Biswas VU2JFA, told Newsline that the man was unable to contact the local forestry office about the Indian flapshell turtle because the office was closed for the weekend. He contacted the amateur radio club instead. Debdata Mukherjee, VU3JXA, responded and brought the turtle to the River Ganges where it was released successfully, following recommendations that district officials had given the club. Video footage of the event was submitted to forestry officials for their records. The second rescue also involved a displaced animal, a six-foot-long poisonous snake seen in a remote village. Embarish Nag Biswas went to the scene and, being familiar with snake capture, was able to safely move the animal to a nearby river, much to the relief of the villagers. From a Radio Newsline, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB.
2: Worldwide Special Interest Group's Yota. Virtual Yota Day, Wednesday, June 24th, 2020. A series of youth-led forums and some fun competitions that can be done from home even without a radio will take place on Wednesday, June 24th from 2 to 8pm EDT in the USA. Youth who were selected to attend Yota Camp 2020 will be able to meet on Zoom for a day of learning and fun and have a chance to win prizes. Youth who were Not selected for the camp or anyone else interested in Yota will be able to watch the virtual Yota Day on the official Youth on the Air YouTube channel and play along at home. Some activities will include learning how to track down the location of a transmitter without leaving your chair, sharpening your contesting skills and more. Special event Station W8Y. During the week of June 21st, 26th, when the camp was supposed to take place in the USA, a special event station will be on the air on all bands and modes. Youth who were selected to attend Yota Camp 2020 will take turns operating as W8Y throughout the week from the station of their choosing. I'm Bruce, VK3FFF.
8: For WIA National News, Rewind. This is John Knox, vk 4 fjrk Alan Hall, VK3AJH, has written an excellent book entitled Four Men and the Walrus. VK3AJH was first licensed as VK5NAH in the 1970s. A keen genealogist and historian researcher, his heritage has been traced to the South Australian ghost town now known as Farina, where his ancestors helped survey the town which became the head of the old Gann railway line. In the early hours of the 18th of June, 1940, a walrus flying boat flew off from England never to return. It was piloted by one of Farina's sons, John Napier Bell, and his New South Wales navigator Chris Harris. C, head of the British Special Intelligence Service, sent a spy to travel with the crew. Fans of James Bond may realise Ian Fleming, who worked elsewhere for C, had transposed that to become M in the James Bond series. A fully restored Walrus aircraft is on display in Australia at the Victorian Point Cook RAF Museum. It was fitted with the STC R1082 receiver and uh, T1083 transmitter. Uh, There were two fixed aerials and another aerial could be wound out to trail about uh, 72 metres behind. Years later, it was learned that the aircraft had crashed in Brittany. The citizens of Plou Daniel recovered the remains of the crew and buried them in their church cemetery. Every single year since 1940, they've conducted a service at the crash site and at the church cemetery on the 18th of June. This Thursday will be exactly 80 years since then. Several years ago, Alan and his XYL travelled to France at the invitation of the mayor of Plou Daniel, reuniting the descendants of the four men for the service. Alan asked Paul, VK5PAS, to uh, liaise with the Farina Restoration Group to organise a special amateur radio event to pay homage to that little-known top-secret mission whilst Alan was in France. Alan, VK3AJH's book Four Men and the Walrus, tells of this mission. Their mission was to save General Charles de Gaulle's wife and children, something still never formally acknowledged by the Australian... French or UK governments, lest we forget. For those who may have turned up late for this news today, earlier, Felix, VK4FUQ, in operational news, told of special event station TM80CDG commemorating a Charles de Gaulle speech made on the 18th of June, 1940, for more information on this fascinating story. And so our time is up. With Rewind, I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK. This
2: is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au
1: As John just said, our time is up. A lot of good news we've brought you and much of the stories. You'll find much more when you read the text edition, the news in depth, best read at wia.org.au. I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly.
0: From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service.